0: The Dane and Derek Show is an uncensored, unfiltered podcast. Content warnings can be found in the episode description. Hey everyone, welcome back to Dane and Derek. My name is Derek, I make movies and play a lot of tabletop games, and joining me as always is my good friend, Dane hey i'm dane
1: i'm a writer i love music and podcasts and tabletop rpgs um and i'm a prospective law student but mostly i'm a tabletop rpg person today and by today i mean while we're recording this
0: episode you could say that you are in process of becoming a rules lawyer
1: i i accept your joke (laughs) I, okay, <laughs> I, I, I'm 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 a little mad because that's both of it's both a very good pun. I didn't think of it, and I'm not a pun person. Uh, funnily enough, totally misread the room. <laughs>
0: no, you're good. You're good.
1: You're good. It's it's funny. I'm probably going to steal it. Um, it is. Uh, please steal it. I will steal it. I will steal it. I just, I just um. You know sometimes i I just don't know what to do. I don't know what to do with puns sometimes
0: yeah um i I've been surrounded by people who love to make puns as of late to like a degree that it's like i don't they don't even phase me when people make well, puns. oh yeah I mean
1: you've always been kind of on the on the a pun punny person yeah you know? but
0: but now i've I've found people that are my match and beyond, oh that's terrifying, and it's every day. It's, it's, it's just instead of every day I'm shuffling, it's every day I'm (laughs) punning. I don't know. It's bad. It's, I don't know what to do. Like, like that's, I think the first pun I've made in like three weeks, Dane. And that's because like, I'm all punned out. (laughs) That's
1: terrifying. Yeah. These people sound scary.
0: Yeah. They're very powerful. I'll put it that way.
1: Powerful.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But, you know, let's just start off right off the bat. Uh, the reason why I bring up rules lawyering is because the dungeon crawl is often associated with rules lawyering. Um, and let's just get that out of the way. You don't have to be a rules lawyer or not a rules lawyer to enjoy a good dungeon crawl. Um, Fair enough. By the by, yeah. when you say
1: rules lawyer, do you mean the sort of person who argues with the dungeon master to get yes. their way? Okay. Cause yeah. there's also people who are just sort of rule adherents. Um
0: Yes. You know? Yeah. I mean, there are people that are like, the rules exist to create an experience. And mm-hmm. then there are people that are like, the rules exist to serve me. I would yes. put rules lawyers into that latter category. Fair enough.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. You definitely don't need to be a rules lawyer or even a rules adherent to enjoy a dungeon crawl. Um, so i think we should start with like kind of like the history of like the dungeon crawl which yeah um you and I have both played you know you've played a D and d I've played OG and a D um the dungeon crawl kind of comes from like the origins of like D back when it was like still kind of growing out of like war games like chainmail and the like um wherein like the structure of campaigns, uh, especially from like Gygaxian campaigns, um, would be basically there's a, a, like a home base of various kinds, and then you go into a mega dungeon. And yeah. the the cycle of the game is uh, of of D and D would be uh, you restock, you get all ready, you prepare, maybe you get a particular mission, maybe, and then you go back to the dungeon. You go as far as you can, but you do your best not to die, etc. And you come back out with treasure. Um, and that's kind of like the origin of the dungeon crawl. Um, and it's gotten a lot broader, I would say to like dungeon crawling. I've heard de- used to describe basically any session of a D and D campaign where the primary thing you do is kind of uh, adventure around in a subterranean, not even subterranean sometimes just in a, confined space on a map yep. wherein the vast majority of things uh you'll interact with are hostile to you does that sound yes. fair
0: that sounds fair yeah yeah do you like dungeon girls i do so i would say that the kind of new wave of our ttrpg playstyles, where that are very story focused very character driven very narrative driven mm-hmm. i'd say that's fairly new to the genre you know I... and it's like newly popularized i would say
1: Yes. I would say that it's um that's all like a last twenty years thing. Yeah. Um it's of how popular it's it's become. Yeah. Um because a dungeon crawl tends to interact more heavily with rules in, in general. Yes. Uh because it's it's more combat, it's more traps and and problems. It's I think a good dungeon crawl has a narrative purpose and the dungeon itself is kind of an adventure and It's not just a space in which... to. It's not just like a playground in which the gameplay happens, you know? And then the story happens outside of it at its best. But I do think that narrative games like Dungeon World or Quest do not lend themselves that well to dungeons um, in reality.
0: They don't. Um, Like, you know, like a a good dungeon crawl is definitely like... You 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 aptly described it, right? You restock, you go back in, you try, you go as far as you can until you can't and then you come back out, right?
1: Yeah. The whole point
0: or- is to kind of stay alive long enough to get enough treasure to fund the next expedition back down into the dungeon.
1: Right, or even in some cases level up because exactly. in OG D&D and I think I don't know about ad and D. I can't remember off the top of my head, but uh, treasure counted XP, not killing monsters. Killing monsters only gave you a little bit, but treasure gave you tons more XP. So yes, the incentives yeah. were different. Yeah, but exactly. I, I, dungeon crawling also is just like, we're dealing with this this sort of like fortified dungeon space. Um, And, and I, I will say, I think Dungeon World does better with dungeons when they are just narrative spaces. Like if you as the GM have like a map, it's not going to help you that much. Yes. Um, it's better for you to have just a vague sense of what the space is and just tell the story together. Yeah. Um, like, uh, yeah. Like think, every
0: other corridor is a fake corridor.
1: <laughs> yeah, basically. And, and like, I, I think, um, that the sort of like the narrative side of D D has been there since the beginning. Like that's what D D is, is it's people playing war games who wanted to tell stories with them. Yeah. Right. Like that's what it is. So I, I do think, that on some level, like they wanted to focus on specific characters, which then right. led towards specific stories. Right. So the, the the thing I will say is that eventually, um, this was always kind of like where it was going and like the overworld started becoming more important and all of these things like lead to tabletop role-playing games as they are now. And I will say personally, there are things I love about dungeon crawling. Mm -hmm. I really like getting into the nitty gritty of like the gameplay and like, you know, like uh, it's, it's a challenge. It's a different sort of challenge, but I really like doing it best when I really care about my characters. Yes. And, or I'm as the DM really care about the party. And there's like a really big reason why they're doing such a, like a dungeon thing. Like I, I like that. I like when these things like overlap and combine, like I like a really good campaign of, of, a tabletop RPG to be able to encompass both um, not one or the other basically. And like, depending on the group, I will sit down with way more like dungeon crawly, crunchy tabletop stuff, or I'll be like, no, we're going to play this like storytelling game. Cause that's what we all really want to do. Right. And so like, I will say I am often very critical of, of, D&D, 5E in particular. Um, because I, I, I don't think any game is perfect, but also when something's as big as D as 5E and takes up so much of like the space, I like to be extra critical of it just to point out like, hey, there are other things. Um,
0: yeah.
1: But one thing I do think 5E is very good at, because it is kind of a nice like, it's not as crunchy as some games. It's not as crunchy as like Pathfinder or um, oddly fourth edition or third edition of D and D or Mm -hmm. advanced D and D actually. Um, But it's also way crunchier than like dungeon world or quest by a lot. Mm -hmm. So I actually think it manages to sit in that balance quite nicely. Yeah. Um, You know, where like the, yeah, you, you can go by, you can go about and really dig into the rules. You can do multiple sessions where the whole thing is like, all right, we're rolling investigations and perception checks. We're finding traps. We're solving puzzles. We're fighting these monsters. We're, we're getting treasure. We're accomplishing our goals. And like, yeah, there's role playing and stuff, but like, this is not us like going to a social event, you know, like, right, um, yeah,
0: yeah. I think D&D definitely is really good at balancing those two elements of gameplay. Mm-hmm. Like there's enough skill structure to do like, okay, we're going to go infiltrate the debutante ball in disguise just as much as there is, okay, we need to sneak past these monsters and, oh, oops, now we got to fight them, right? Like yep, there's enough skill overlap and rule overlap that'll enable both. And I think very often like dungeon crawling nowadays, I feel like often gets like put into this hole of you like dungeon crawling because you'll like to play D D realistically, which I think is not necessarily true. Um, yeah. And I think the thing about dungeon crawling is like what you were saying earlier about how you as a DM want to make sure that like you like, you're really invested in the party and you really resonate with them and you really want them to go through it and do a good job and survive. Right. Like, that element of it, I think, is like really important to a dungeon crawl because, yeah, you're taking a character you really like and you're going to do something ridiculous that is unsafe, more unsafe than a lot of other things in the D&D world, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And all for the sake of like getting some artifact, getting some treasure, killing some monster, all that kind of stuff. You know, that that's like a very like simple mission. And I think something that I've talked about a lot with some other like DM friends of mine is that Dungeon crawling enables you to make role-playing decisions through your dice rolls and through your stats and through the actual mechanics of the game Mm -hmm. versus more narrative moments of the game where you're making character decisions based on what you think your character would do as like a construction of traits and backstory. Yeah,
1: absolutely.
0: absolutely. And it's that difference that I think like, you know, there's... You can really, if you if you if you look at the game like through those lenses in terms of how to play the game, there are very different ways of playing that do have overlap. But usually, like you find that the people that prefer, you know, more story based games are the people that love to come up with a backstory and love to come up with, you know, like oh my character believes in these things and this is where I'd like to see them go. Versus the folks that are like, this is my character; these are their values but also they're here for like the like the ride right like they don't their story their story is this campaign right and i'm yeah and that's a very interesting bifurcation of like the types of players that you might play with when you're doing a dungeon crawl and that can be very difficult i think to kind of balance is like when you have players that really want to solve puzzles and who really want to fight monsters and who really want to collect treasure mixed in with players who really just want to interact with other NPCs and stuff like that. It's very much a, a, a delicate balance.
1: Yeah. So there's so two things. One, I think in this current era of D D, the dungeon crawl, the crunchy side of it is a bit maligned. Yeah. Um, because I, I, I look at like critical role in particular as like, I think people think of that as like the only way and the best way. Yeah. Um, and it's a great way, but it's neither of those things, mm-hmm. right? It's neither the only way or the best way. It's just a way. Yeah. Um, and also there are some flaws with looking at um, actual play shows of any kind as a way to run your own home games because they are playing to an audience, which is not always what you want to do at home. Just Correct. saying like, yeah, it just isn't.
0: Yeah, the show changes because it's on a microphone designed to be engaging to listeners. Exactly.
1: Yeah, like, sometimes, like, in Critical Role in particular, like, people will have conversations for, like, 10, 15 minutes between just two players, and at the table, I would never want that to happen. Yeah. Because, like, everyone at the Critical Role table is happy to, you know, just, like, sit and enjoy and watch and all of this stuff because it's a show. Right. Right? Mm -hmm. Whereas, like, at the home table, I'm like, you guys are just hogging the mic, guys, like,
0: yeah, you're hogging space. You're, you're, there's
1: three you're, other people here who want to do something. Exactly. Like, um, so, the, so the so there's that, which I think is just like a thing that kind of sucks, right? Like I'm like, mm-hmm. eh, like dungeon crawl stuff is fun. Like it's fun. It's fun yeah. to fight monsters. Like you put all this time into your build of like the character sheet side and then you don't get to use it.
0: Yeah, like, exactly. Uh,
1: you know, and it also shoves out certain classes almost entirely, you know? Mm -hmm. like if you play a fighter in a campaign that's like almost entirely social stuff, like God help you.
0: Oh, that's me Um, every campaign.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Um, but the other thing to think about with dungeon crawling is that dungeon crawling also stems out of some old rules that have been like left to the wayside. Yeah. Um, so something that's, I find interesting is that in OD and D and advanced D and D, which is a lot of where the dungeon crawl, like, comes from. Um you were not incentivized to fight every monster. Mm-hmm. Um that was a bad idea. Uh because back then your your characters were not quite as strong, the monsters were stronger. Um and your goal was to get treasure and get out or to accomplish a specific goal and get out. Yeah. Um because you uh, unlike 5e where you are incentivized to kill anything you can because it's how you get stronger. Um, you were encouraged to, like, negotiate with monsters and maybe scare them off or intimidate them. Like, that wasn't like, oh, we missed a fight. It was, oh, nice, very clever. You Now we've got three kobolds on our side because we promised them 100 gold each, and that's, like, nothing, you know? Like,
0: mm-hmm.
1: and so, like, there were social encounters in dungeons, Um, y- you know? Like, there was this other side of it, and also... There were rules around light and random encounters. It was much more like, have you ever played the game Darkest Dungeon? No,
0: but I've I've seen art promos for it.
1: Yeah. So in in that game, like you're managing light and stress and like all of this stuff. And it's like hard because your characters very easily could die in that game. And that's straight from the like OG stuff, Mm. wherein like part of the tension of the dungeon crawl is you are not guaranteed to get out you are not guaranteed to run into a nice balanced encounter for you. You are not. um You need to make sure that you're you're lit. There's a there's a light source. You need to make sure that like your torches don't run down in original d d At least there were rules for taking turns in dungeons. Mm-hmm. You would get 10 minute turns um yeah. during your dungeon crawl, which was very different. And I don't know if I would. Love that playing that. I've never actually played that way properly. It sounds like maybe a step too far in the crunch, but I kind of see how that works, you know. And it also explains why certain spells are like ten minutes long or or one minute. It it explains some stuff, which is interesting. But it it ratcheted up the tension of going to the dungeon when the dungeon is all is ninety percent of the game. It's okay for it to be a bigger investment. also, it was just a more flexible idea, right? Like, now we have, like, this, like, dichotomy between either we're doing, like, the role-playing or we're doing the dungeon stuff. And, like, the in those days, like, it was just, like, no, it's all the same. This is just where we're, we, we, we are, because that's where the adventure is. Mm-hmm. I also think the dungeon crawling works a lot better if, you know, you're not... Your characters aren't that important, if that makes sense. I don't know if that quite yeah.
0: tracks... Yeah, well, I mean, like, um, well, yeah, because like the likelihood of your character dying is pretty high. So, yeah, not being so attached to like your character and their backstory, and like them succeeding in whatever mission they have set forth, you know. Because um, in a lot of ways, right? Like D and D, the story's supposed to be generative through the rolling, right? It's not, supposed to be generative at the table, yeah. Yeah, not generated through like players coming up with backstory or dungeon masters coming up with plot points to hit. Yeah. And I think that's, that's where like, I think an actual play show really kind of messes with the formula because on an actual play show, there are specific things that players want to do and specific things. The game master wants to do to make the narrative interesting mm-hmm. versus foreign just an audience. Of, yeah, exactly. for an audience. That way the audience can follow it a little bit easier versus just like, you know, like, someone rolling a one and that results in something bad happening. And that bad thing informs how their character acts the next time you play. Right. Like, right. Right. That you don't really get that on like a lot of modern examples of, um, tabletop game play. But yeah, I think the other thing with the dungeon crawling too, is just that it's, it can be seen as being highly technical, when in mm-hmm. reality, it's more, it's not, it doesn't have to be right. Like no. you brought up that point about negotiating with monsters. That's like a great way to interject some of that narrative story, character, you know, gameplay into a dungeon crawl. Right. Right. Or, or like, um, and
1: even like old modules, Typically, there were there's in almost every old module I've ever seen. There's at least one friendly NPC somewhere in the dungeon. Yeah. Typically under the captive of some evil thing. Mm-hmm. Um, But it's not devoid of that. And typically, like enemies aren't unless they're truly like monstrous, unless it's like a fucking owl bear or something, it's not assumed that you're immediately going to be attacked, you yeah. know? Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. And so like, it's this, it's very interesting in this sense of like, I I have found in recent campaigns that I've played in and run that a lot of people will create these characters who have some thing to do. They have like this backstory, but then they stop being adventurers at some point. Yeah. Like they're characters who kind of like a Bilbo Baggins, if you know what I mean? Like they'll go on an adventure, but then they're, but they're not an adventurer, if that makes sense. Um, mm-hmm. which makes it kind of hard to run a long-term campaign that is not super tied in with everybody's backstories. Cause if it's not, the characters are not motivated to do anything. Um, and so like, that's kind of part of what I, I mean about like the characters not being so important, in a sense of like, I, I and so like for this next game that I'm running, I'm, I kind of straight up asked both of my players, I was like, Hey, we can do fun backstories and stuff, but the adventure is whatever happens. Right. Yeah. And like, I need you to be playing characters who want to go adventuring. Um,
0: yeah.
1: Like don't play Bilbo, play Geralt, please. Yeah um like play a person who is going to continue to go out because it's what they do yeah. you know like yes a- and and that's something that I've, I've kind of been like craving more is like i want to go on adventures i want to do stuff like it, i don't want to just like play surprise gotcha with your backstory yeah. you know um of when did i introduce it and what's happening over here like i, I want to do Adventures that are not necessarily related to the characters. Right. You know, like I if you hear about an interesting thing, I want you to be playing people who want to go to that thing, regardless. Um and so that's been it's very different, right? And I like both, but I'm definitely in the mood for one over the other right now. I'll mm-hmm. I'll be honest. Um so yeah, and like you said, it doesn't have to be a huge mechanical thing, right? Like you know like at, for a good dungeon crawl i think that the dm does need a map and you need to do a lot more like specific prep in a way but also you don't have to you can go get a module and they're great there are so yeah. many out there that are like both done by wizards of the coast which if you're doing online i would recommend i got the roll 20 thing and they put all the maps and stuff up there for me automatically and i was like this is dope
0: oh that's really cool I didn't oh know yeah that. you
1: can go on like you could go and buy like tomb of horrors right now um, oh. for 5e um and huh. it'll just like and here's the map and all of the little tokens are put in and they have their little hit points sitting above them like i'm like this is great wow yeah like it's super cool and then there, there are like also like tons of like really cool little zines that are like here's a, a an adventure that works for 3 4e uh all basically that work for basically anything um, you want, we kind of like put some vague stat blocks in and maybe you need to beef it up if it's fifth edition or maybe you need to like cut out what a, a bonus action is if you're doing original D D, you know, like, um, and so like you can do that um, and it doesn't have to be like huge weight on you as a, as a dungeon master. um, But also like, it's up to you if you want to track food, it's up to you if you want to track light, right. you know, mhm like it, it, you can make it as intense or not as you would like. And also like, there's all kinds of tricks you can pull. Like, okay. I hope my players aren't listening. I don't think they would listen to this show. So <laughs> I, I think I'm okay to say this right now. I'm having basically all the hit points of almost every monster in all the modules I'm running. Unless they're named, oh. unless they have like a name, like if this dragon has a name, it gets full hit points. If it doesn't no um interesting yeah because what i want is i want for to reach the point at which something interesting happens where either one group feels like they need to run away or um the victory happens faster um because the last thing i want is to slog through endless fights um that's really smart because 5e kind of does that because the hit points can get so high um so i was like yeah why not just like cut most of the hit points in half and like at the early levels that means like every goblin has like two hit points so they're gonna die in one hit but you know what that also does it does lend towards like the lord of the rings style of like in the films like they're just like cutting through stuff right it's not that those yeah. things aren't threatening because they can still hit the the players right right they still Especially deal in full high damage. numbers one of the best mechanics from fourth edition that I'm sad is gone is the minions. minions. I was going to say, minions, yeah, so good. Like yeah. In f- fourth edition, there were like, there were different classifications of monsters because it was like, we're doing an MMO, but on paper and we're all like, okay. Um, but one thing that was great is there was a classification of monster that was called a minion and it only ever had one hit point, no matter how, yeah. how much damage or hit its armor class ever was. um, And it was so cool because then you could just like throw a sea of them at you at, at the players. And like, if you had like a wizard or something, they could fireball and destroy like 20 of them. And that was the expectation. Um, and so like, I'm kind of bringing that back and it's cool. Like, Mm -hmm. I'm really appreciative of, of that. Um, but yeah. And, and part of that also has to do with, I only have two players. So like, I I do need to kind of like, lower the difficulty a little or they'll die. Like right. just die die. And you know, yeah. action economy and 5e and all that. But um so yeah, like I you don't need to, it doesn't need to be this a like, crazy thing for you as a as a GM. You can make it way easier on yourself. Mm-hmm. Um because like I think the crucial thing that makes a dungeon crawl a dungeon crawl is that it's mechanically driven and it's like you said it's generative. Yeah. Um, the story happens in that moment. Right. Yeah. Um, and that's cool. It's really cool. Um, Cause you start getting like wild stories. Like one, I remember, I remember a time you guys, and this was during the Lich campaign. Um, you guys were like on like a bunch of pillars, like you had to jump from pillar to pillar in this room and they were flying enemies. It was it was a dick move on my part. I'll, I'll admit. Like you guys were, you guys were mad. Um, I loved that encounter, though. <laughs> yeah, and then I think it was I can't remember whose paladin it was. They fell, and you, Derek, you're like, you know what I do? Yeah,
0: I'm gonna shoot him with an arrow tied to a rope. It wasn't. It was. It was it, the party wizard. Oh, it was fell. the party
1: wizard? The party?
0: Right? Yeah. yeah. After 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 several misfires of like spells that hurt like Ryan's character. I think we were all angry at each other and all angry at the encounter. And yeah, I just shot, <laughs> I shot to, the party wizard through. Yeah. yeah. I like did. I dealt a lot of damage. But... He,
1: he was knocked unconscious, Yeah, um, but he was hanging from there. And like, I think about that whole scenario and I was like, that is a very interesting moment. Yeah. And it would, and that would never have happened if we were just like strictly playing character. Cause like, basically we were, you were all like, I, we don't want him to, die yeah you know like we don't want him to die and if he falls he dies we gotta figure out a way to save him but like partially this is a problem of fourth edition being like so combat focused is like you were all like we don't really have any utility with which to save
0: nope. him <laughs> um
1: <laughs> especially because he was the wizard he was kind yeah. of our only sort of utility person so yeah you're like I guess I will save him with an attack you yeah. know and <laughs> and like that's that's funny i actually ended up stealing that to save uh nathan or maybe it was robert from that's awesome yeah because i was playing an archer and i was like yeah i bet will cordell will let me do this he'll think it's funny enough yeah um yeah so like it's it's um these moments can't really happen if you're locked into like these, these other things, right? And and the way to think about a dungeon crawl is it's a, I think about it as a contained sta- sandbox. Mm. Set it up as a place for your players to go play in, yeah. you know? Where you don't have any, like, don't have any, like, um opinions on the outcome, right? Like, if they have to go running away from this dungeon, and then they come back three levels later and just tear it apart, let it happen don't worry about balancing your encounters. You know, like, because that's awesome. That's an awesome story for them that they got, like, completely routed and then, like, they come back and they're just like, we're going to fuck your day up now, thanks. Like, that's fun. That's fun for players, you know? Yeah. I would also advocate for saying, fuck you to balance in, in encounters and games in general.
0: Yeah, I think... I understand why it exists, and I know you do too, but at the same time, what makes these games great is the fear of failure. Yeah. Because it forces you to think on your toes in a completely different mindset because you're now not just thinking about, oh, I just need to get through these encounters to get to the end. It's, oh, I could die. (laughs) I need to do everything I can not to die, and that's a completely different mindset when playing these games. And they don't have to be mutually exclusive to like dungeon crawls or narrative games. They, that feeling does not have to be mutually exclusive. And I think that's what we're trying to hone in on here is that the dungeon crawl can be so much more than what it's chalked up to be these days. Yeah. It
1: doesn't have to be this endless slog of like, and then you go down a five foot by five foot hallway and then enter a room. Do you turn left or right? Like it does not have to be that, you know? Yeah. Um, And like, you know, sometimes people get really into it. Like, and also, I also sometimes think about like overland, like sneaky dungeon crawls. Like, do you remember the campaign I ran for you? I think it was your dad and Nelson and Jason, where I set you guys in like a weird sort of like.
0: Oh, like a purgatory-esque purgatory Purgatory
1: sort of thing where it was like a very contained space. Yeah. But you guys could go anywhere you wanted in it from the jump. Right. And like, I did not balance any encounters at all.
0: Um, I just
1: vaguely had it from easier from where you, where I like dumped you out to way difficult at the end. And like in between, it was like, man, if you want to skip to the end, you go right ahead, you'll get killed. But like, you go right ahead, you know, like I remember that game being particularly fun and that was just a very extended dungeon crawl. Yeah. Even though you were not actually in a dungeon, you know, Mm mm-hmm. Um, and I remember lots of fun stuff in the, those moments. Like there was the moment that, um, I think it was Jason and Nelson figured out the code for cracking magic. And that was awesome. Yes. You fought with a shovel, half the game, at least half the game, maybe more.
0: Yeah, pretty much. Cause I think like by like the, cause it was a three session game and by yeah. the end of session one, it was pretty clear. Every time my character picked up a sword, I'd roll a one. Yeah, So I started using a shovel because I crit like twice with the shovel.
1: Yeah, so you stuck with the shovel until like I think near the end you picked up like a magic weapon that started working for you. But like, yeah, there's just a ton of like great moments like that.
0: Yeah, the and moment where um, we were fighting that knight in the arena and I used mm-hmm. that necklace that summons like an angel. Yep, yep, there was that. Yep, that was a good one. That yeah, was definitely a really good one yeah it was fun that was a fun like three-part game like you know this will kind of bleed into next week's episode Mm -hmm. which little teaser here um but like that that extended dungeon crawl was basically a one-shot and uh, i think that's also something really interesting about dungeon crawls is like they're really great for that kind of a game yeah i will
1: say a dungeon crawl is a good option for a one-shot Um, because it doesn't require a ton of character work for your players it's the sort of thing like a good dungeon crawl you could pre-gen all the characters for your players and then just like let them all pick um yeah you know and a a dungeon crawl also lets you contain the space in which you are dealing with you know like and in that way you can be like okay well they're not going to go anywhere else out of here so i can basically think that we could deal with this in a night you know yeah it's it is another way to do that but yeah i i guess before we go i'll just say unbalance your encounters it's fun it's weird you know like like don't be out to like kill your players but like it, it's called dungeons and dragons let them run into a dragon early it's fun it's neat. yeah you know and they're gonna super they're gonna deal with it super differently than normal right like if you hand them a dragon when you've been balancing every encounter they're gonna be like yeah we can just kill this because you know i'm level 15 and they've given me a a 15 challenge rating, uh, uh combat, but like if they're level two and you're like, this is an ancient red dragon. They're going to, they're going to do wild shit to stay alive. You know, like, yeah, they're going to be like, I supplicate before the dragon and pledge my loyalty, you know, like, yeah, you're going to do stuff like, interesting thing. <laughs> right, 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 right. And, and like do that, make your dungeon crawls like alive. Like think of your dungeon as like a, a living place full of like interesting, weird things that are on the whole, very threatening, so that they get to use their cool powers and do stuff. But it's not a place that is devoid of them making role-playing choices or character choices. You know, that's that's all I got. It's not all I've got, but we have to end an episode eventually.
0: We do. Yeah. <laughs> well, with that, you can follow the show at Dane and Derek everywhere, and you can see what movies I'm watching on letterboxd.com slash Derek And there's also links to my work there.
1: Uh, you can find what I'm doing over at DaneWrites.com, D-A-N-E-W-R-I-T-E-S.com. Uh, there's a link to my sub stack where you can find uh, a selection of poetry and, uh, fiction that I write, uh, and some, and some nonfiction actually, and then links to my old podcast and links to music I've composed in the past. Um, I think there's still a link to my Twitter there. Um, not that that's really relevant. I don't know why I keep saying that, but I felt like it, so here we are.
0: Yep, here we are. Thank you all. Thank you all for hanging out with us and we'll see you next week. Catch you later.